0: podcast where we talk about sequels yeah, we that's how we do it baby <laughs> we've uh we've talked a lot of sequels to big movies i'm eric i am charlie and yeah this is a franchise we haven't hit yet and it's it's a big one for it's the about kind time of we dive we talk in about yeah so yeah we're diving into elm street series and this is a cool one to start with the, Yeah, f- why not right? the first nightmare is probably one of my top
1: 10 horror movies ever fide masterpiece. Yeah, maybe top five. Uh, easily one of the best of the 80s. It's incredible. Redefined the genre. Yeah. Made Freddy Krueger an uh, international icon. Wes Craven at his best. Totally. And this one was very different. <laughs> and then there was a
0: sequel. <laughs> the sequel was a little different than uh, Nightmare on Elm Street in a way that's now become a really uniquely famous on its own and loved for entirely different reasons yeah. than it was reacted to in 1985.
1: This thing's got like a bell curve going of <laughs> yeah. popularity where, you know, it came out strong, mm-hmm. dipped when it didn't kind of deliver the same punch that the first one did, gets lambasted, gets a new audience, and is now is like being taught in film classes. Yeah, uh, really yeah. a
0: movie that that is goes from... Uh, very specifically criticized and kind of laughed at to iconic. Right. <laughs> in a lot of ways. And yeah, like you said, taught at classes, it's really important. There's uh, a whole new ish documentary all about uh, the importance of the yeah. homosexuality present in this movie and its place in horror.
1: With a lot, there's been just a lot of conflicting views on it over the years. It's just an important movie. Well, that was the, so the one thing, if you know anything about this movie, is that this is the gay horror movie, The Scream King, uh, Mark Patton as the male lead. And uh, that was all I knew about it before I saw this movie. This is like Mm -hmm. the maybe the last, I don't know if I've seen Dream Child yet, but... okay. I think this was like the most recent one that I've seen. We'll get to like
0: Freddy's Dead
1: eventually. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So this movie kind of carried a reputation around with it for for many years. and uh, For for good reason. So when you you saw the movie for the first time, did you know of The Rep?
0: Exactly, yeah. That's all I knew of it. I did not. That's all I knew of it. Uh, I did not. I was watching it at a girl's house. That we were dating, Mm -hmm. and uh, so I was probably like nineteen to twenty one, okay, sometime in there, and I was—I had no idea. I didn't. And the girl's sister walked in, and who was like twelve, okay, and (laughs)
1: asked (laughs) the bratty little sister,
0: yeah, and asked why we were watching such a gay movie. Wow, and I and I had not actually. I hadn't even been the about The kid knew.
1: It. kid knew. The kid just... But this was a... Night, she might have been 13. Not to put first. you on blast, but that was like 20 years ago then. Yeah. So even like pre-internet, this kid knew. It just like... Or or she just... It was w- just so it was obvious. It just the room cleaning dance scene. It she was, just walked in it. On. was
0: literally that scene. <laughs> I can't... I, well, it was then, literally that scene. Then, yeah. And the movie, though, like we've said, has taken on this whole new life and became really iconic mm-hmm. and really important to a lot of people and... Even as the, you know, in hindsight, was very important as, like you said, the Scream King. It was right. an unseen role in cinema at that point. And they kind of fell into it. Nobody wants to take credit for this movie. And then all of them also want to take credit for this movie. So there's just a weird kind of vibe. It's very back, interesting. You yeah.
1: I, I watched the uh, documentary Scream Queen. Scream, Comma scream, Queen. Right. Uh, it's on Shudder and it follows Mark Patton, who's the star of this movie. And kind of how this movie ruined his career,
0: right? Yeah, he um, really didn't do anything. He
1: did like TV for a year and quit. He was on the rise, you mm-hmm. know, kind of a thing. And uh, but the director Jack Shoulders was like unaware of what was going on. The the writer David Ch- Chaskin, Chaskin uh, finally admits in the documentary that he wrote this gay substance, right? Because he in said there, like no, there was nothing in there. Denied it for, and then yeah, and so then Mark kind of. Mark actually is a gay man. Yeah, and so but it was not out at the time of the movie. Right, exactly. And this hit in 1985, and the movie makes this clear that this is right when the AIDS panic started happening. Oh, and the, do-
0: the documentary gets the, into yeah, the, the documentary gets okay. into
1: all this stuff. So it's actually it's it's pretty good. It's a little long, but it's it, on Shutter. Yeah, it really covers Mark's life, and it really it, it it it's also very like clear about like Mark when this resurgence, this new generation, maybe 20 years ago, when you're seeing it at mm-hmm. 19 uh because you're an old man and uh then <laughs> <laughs> and uh but yeah when the new generation sees it and it starts screening and they start having you know these nights for it he was very much like let's do this i get my 15 minutes back yeah goes I mean, on these awesome tours and conventions anyways but yeah when i when i saw it like i said i didn't know the reputation and i didn't yeah. know
0: uh and even after having seen it i didn't know that everyone else knew Mm. You know, like once we were like, "Oh yeah, wow!" There's a lot of hard things to ignore about this movie, but I didn't know that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was just an established line of thought till years later. I had no idea. Uh, well, everyone, everyone came up with that theory at some point in their life. <laughs> I, yeah. don't think, uh, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think me in like 2001 was the one that uh, struck gold. No, but yeah. If you just ignore all that. You get a really cool movie still oh. at the at the heart of it, a really
1: fun sequel. I thought this is a, I, I think this is a pretty cool movie.
0: Yeah, it's, um, and it's gotten as it's becoming more, uh, you know, as it became more beloved in niche circles, it's become more commonly loved. Mm. I, I think this one still doesn't get the hype of, you know, three and the original.
1: And probably new right. nightmare. Well, again, like we said, the original is a genuine masterpiece. Oh, sure. It's actually very scary. <laughs> very, uh, very scary. The scene where Tina's is getting thrown around in the room is to me one of the scariest scenes. Yes. In any movie. Yeah, the original I've Elm Street seen. is one of the movies that seeing it in the theater scared me. Yeah, more we than... we got to see it in the theater with Robert England and uh, right. some of those folks on hand. Yeah, um, yeah. Very cool, but. This movie is pretty scary, and Freddy is not the jokester. Yet no, there's in no, this movie. there's no puns, there's at no all. quips, none. He doesn't say "bitch," which is a big <laughs> <Yeah>. letdown. <laughs> but yeah, he he makes maybe one like pun in the whole movie where he says, "I've got the brains," and, and peels his then, scalp it's, off. It's, and it's, it's terrifying yeah. when he does it, <laughs> right? It's so scary. Jack Shoulder. In the in the new documentary, he's like, I didn't know what I was doing with these <laughs> effects, right? He had no time for gay subtext. He's like, How do I make Freddie come out of a guy's torso? Right on camera. I don't know how to do that, but man, he really knew how to light Freddie and and Freddie looks silhouette. Great. He knew how to keep everything kind of dark. I love the makeup on Freddie. I love Freddie's got like maybe fifteen lines in this whole thing. Feels really slight. I kind of like the minimalism that he gets because he's. Kind of uh, kind of silly, in, obviously he's silly, <laughs> yeah. in the later movies. Once it becomes... Uh, he doesn't
0: feel silly in this movie. Once the later movies make it clear that he's if Bugs Bunny were a child molester. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. He's not there yet. This one, uh, the first one's really scary, and I don't get scared at the second one. But mm. Freddy has just a different sinister vibe, and I like the angle of him as more of a puppet master. Mm-hmm. connecting with the real world rather than
1: like trapping kids in a dream world yeah like, this one is a very different movie as far as well the, Freddy's motives the rules and change plots. a lot yeah throughout this movie it's very strange like, from
0: what was established or at least we thought was established yeah from the first one the first
1: one is very classically like known as kids go into a dream to fight a killer who can if you die in the dream you die in real life yeah This one is like a possession movie. Yeah, there's no danger of dying in a dream in this
0: movie. You Uh, just die in real life because Freddy's,
1: like, possessing someone. Like, that's a big change for a sequel. Jesse's the new kid in town. He moves into Nancy's old house, Nancy from the first movie, and is having nightmares right off the bat. The opening sequence. Really the wettest nightmare. Well, it's hot in there, remember. (laughs) He keeps complaining. The, The boiler is going full time, but they drowned him before <laughs> yeah. they like brought him on set he is just got a he got like a super bowl bucket of Gatorade over his head <laughs> yeah. in that first sequence it's a drenched wake up but i love the uh opening uh nightmare that we're in mm-hmm. because he's not even the main character in his own nightmare yeah it's very telling <laughs> this movie uh, to me reading it in 2021 is uh there's definitely the gay subtext but there's addiction and mental illness stuff that is big time i, I think much more what probably Jack Shoulder thought was going on, the director, because, well, yeah. I mean, you could play that as a
0: crisis of coming out. Absolutely. Which is what a lot of, you know, Absolutely. this breakdown of coming to this huge decision that you don't know how it'll go over. Right. Like, a movie really, whether they intentionally or unintentionally, since, again, everybody's story keeps changing, <laughs> uh, they hit on some themes in a pretty intense way mm-hmm. that I think uh like i said whether they backwards fell into it or not there's a lot of effectiveness to it for me uh the jesse character is really unique and
1: seems very risky in a lot of ways absolutely um yeah he's a very vulnerable kid he's a pretty likable guy mm-hmm. i got to say um i was kind of expecting to be annoyed by him in the screaming yeah he's he's a, a <laughs> likable goof you kind of yeah you root for him even though he pretty much is incapable of doing anything <laughs> by the last half of the movie, he's just well, victim. Yeah, the mo- last
0: half of the movie, the story becomes a traditional final girl story, mm-hmm. where he's possessed, and then we get kind of the new heroine when right. uh, his girlfriend Lisa. takes over. Is kind of Lisa takes over as like the lead, kind of. But yeah, for, since I'm completely unfamiliar with Mark Patton from this, and other than uh, come to the Di- come to the five and dime, that's the only other movie I've seen with him. Mm-hmm. That might be the only other two, the only two movies he's in is since he quit. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm not really familiar with him, but I find him likable in a klutzy, uh, goofy college, uh high school student mm-hmm. kind of way. I think he comes off kind of believably
1: high school. Well, this character could very easily have been like the weird kid. Yeah, and he's in that that opening dream where his hair is like kind of matted down. Yeah, and he's got this very dark uh, makeup around his eyes. Like it's very strange. Um. And yeah, he looks very much like the weird pre-goth kind of kid. But I can also. But he's a see very like how he's popular, right? But he's pretty hip in real life. Yeah, I mean, he can play sports. He's playing. The you sports. You know, he's not a nerd. He fights the he fights the jock guy, and they become friends. Yeah, and yeah, he's. That's why it's that's he's the kind an, of thing I'm talking about when I say it's actually right like the
0: kind of a cool depiction because he's not this like super bullied teen. He's getting it. He's so tough that. The only bully that can affect him is a freaking burned child molester uh, that that's trying to possess him. You know, he stands up to everybody who gives him a hard time,
1: and not in a acting out kind of way. He, you know? at, uh, yeah. At one point, he tells his dad, "You can't talk to me like this." <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa! Nobody in the '80s would have had the balls to say that to I know, their dad. This guy stands his ground. He's <laughs> he's
0: tough for a guy going through. You know. The shit. What he's with the possession it, and all.
1: What with the possession? Yeah.
0: but So I, I'm a real big fan of Mark Patton in this movie. I I thought it was some really good uh, transformative stuff, especially when he's really getting into it with his buddy midway through, mm-hmm. as Lamal looks on. It's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, good stuff. stuff. Like, this is a cool flick. And, yeah, like you said, Freddy is
1: minimalist, but very uh, – that sinister, controlling mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Well, that opening dream, right in the bus, as the as the ground is breaking away and he it comes towards them, he doesn't say a, a word. Yeah, he's just laughing and letting the fingers do the work, letting them scratch along the the seats totally. and the and the roof of the bus. Very effective. The for out me. of
0: control. The the dream is really cool. I love the just sudden shift into desert. Yeah, because as any recurring dream that you have, there's Always like a a location change at some point. You never remember how you transitioned there. You're just suddenly like, oh, now I'm at the old amoeba parking lot, but it's also my old high school parking lot. You know, you just, we're in our neighborhood and
1: now we're in Utah. So, yeah, we just yeah. you
0: just make that sudden transition when they're kind of fused and then you're just at the one thing. So I love that as he's starting to notice something's going wrong with the bus, suddenly they're just in a desert, mm-hmm. just the desert on the end of town. <laughs> you know, right at the end you know. of Elm Street when the when there's a sudden kind of right diagonal. But yeah, the, straight ahead is the desert with a cliff. That's cool. <laughs> That's a really cool like, oh, you know, I love the, the transition to dream. And like you said, Freddy is not uh,
1: super, he's just kind of slithery in this bus. He's nice and wet in this one too. As much as as Jesse sweats, they really, (laughs) like that's the thing. We've problem. falling into a lot of, was just 1985 just a super wet year? I don't (laughs) know, maybe. We've been getting to a lot of of wet movies. I I remember I saw, I I watched uh, part four a a while ago and I was like, Freddy is dry as a bone in this movie. (laughs) Where is the, where's
0: the goo? <laughs> he's. There's no goo. He's freshly burned still in the first exactly. one. Exactly. So there's still just
1: sores that are weepy. But by the fourth, he's just the crisp. I think his makeup and costume in this one is great. They made this him, is a real they sausage made him a little like
0: uh, The face a little kind of bonier and yeah. angular and the, the makeup, it, it was totally different in the same way, you know, that. But just a cool take on the first one.
1: I think so. Kind of like bumping up Voorhees' look, you know. It like really it, so cool. It, he, but his face. There's especially like a few close-up shots where you hear Jesse talking through his face. Mm-hmm. It really looks like Hamburger Man. Like they mm-hmm. really did a good job. Yeah. Of because I feel like the the very very defined kind of crater pizza face Freddy. Yeah. Gets a little like Halloween masky <laughs> looking. <laughs> totally. This one looks like a an amazing real thing. like when droopy. You...
0: Yeah, when you learn more about this movie, they were originally just going to have a guy in a mask hmm. like that. Like, so it would have looked terrible. They were, they were not going to bring England back.
1: They oh, were, is that right? Yeah,
0: because he wanted,
1: obviously, a oh, raise. He saw some money coming. Yeah, yeah.
0: deservedly. Absolutely. And uh, so they were just going to get a guy. Like, make him just, oh, yeah, we can put anybody as Michael Myers. Is that why so Freddie has do.
1: almost no lines in this movie? Yeah,
0: I think they were they were just going to write him in as more of a Michael Myers kind of thing.
1: That makes a lot of sense, actually, because it's almost shocking how little Freddie talks in this movie. Yeah. Or it's just very much like, kill for me, Jesse. He's, what, he's, feels, what he's trying to do is, is possess Jesse's body, seemingly, to kill, and, and I think... To then get everyone afraid of him again, it's it's that kind of like yeah, he's trying to rehab his rep. Kids. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the one thing that is like consistent is that he needs fear to exist. Yeah, and uh, after Nancy is like, I'm not afraid of you anymore, and he just kind of vapes out in the first one. You know, <laughs> right? This is when he's really back with a vengeance. But who is he revenging? What Freddie's revenge?
0: Yeah, who is <laughs> well, like he getting saying, revenge on? He's just.
1: These damn kids. It's just more
0: it, but it's a Scooby Doo <laughs> kind of plot where the kids foiled his plan again and so
1: he's like coming back and just But like in the first one he's getting revenge on the parents by killing their kids, the parents right. who killed him. So that one is Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> the second one is just like more kids, please. <laughs> Send more policemen and Freddy cops. back in the habit. Just yeah, just yeah. <laughs> Return of Freddy for sure, but revenge
0: I don't know. Anyway, well, you can, I think it, at that point it was too hammy to do return of like they didn't Maybe. want it. They did that uh, much less, so you gotta you gotta go different. Revenge still sounds like a cooler '80s sequel. I'll let it slide. That's more Bronson. Yeah, you know, but yeah, no, I think they were gonna just replace him with a guy, and then immediately, luckily, realized, oh my god, now nah, with that. We can't do that.
1: Well, they did the right thing, but mm-hmm. yeah, it actually feels like. Robert England's a bit underused in this role because it really guys like there's, if you haven't seen it, there's some scenes where he talks, but there's a lot of scenes that he's just kind of chuckling yeah, <laughs> and, while he does stuff. And he's just walking from one place to the other. It feels in the
0: sense there's, if I found out this was like a two or three day shoot for England, it's like, yeah, that sounds it. right. Yeah. And I also think for his little, he's in this thing for like practically 10 minutes and uh exactly yeah and includes my least favorite Freddy usage ever
1: what's the Freddy usage you hate here i
0: hate the pool scene
1: oh yeah i hate the pool scene the whole the whole him jumping out of the deck or something
0: yeah man i hate it it's it's one of i think it's one of the dumbest scenes i think that's the Elm biggest
1: Street. rule breaker cuz who is cuz the whole movie is supposed to be him in Jesse's body doing things so you think yeah like the shower scene, then you see Jesse with the glove. The scene in his friend's room, Jesse's covered in blood. <laughs> yeah. But who is the guy jumping out of the deck? Is that really just, yeah, like, that's Man, that, that's I the big like rule it. breaker. And that, I
0: think it's one of those, like, uh, oh, geez. It's so dumb. Freddy looks like just a guy. He looks like 5'7". Well, he like he's surrounded by high school kids, but like 40 of them. And I was like, man, these kids could just beat the holy hell out of Freddy's ass right now. Like, right. he just looks like some doof. Like, if they were just but, like, get
1: him! Yeah, get the... Get the <laughs> like, just stomping
0: him, like the end of uh, that Kurt Russell. <laughs> Absolutely. yeah, you know, just stomping him in slow motion, Freddy just getting his ass beat. Oh,
1: Because right. they're all... At one point, just so one him. kid just has to be... Like, these are all the cool kids. That's like, the weirdest scene because, okay, I, we're just going to jump around at this point. Yeah, so we're, Yeah, why not? totally. Because, yeah, you've all seen it. Everyone's seen this movie. Yeah. But, yeah, when he's attacking this entire group of kids at once, and they're all trapped in there, and the one kid's, like, going to try empathy with him. Oh, I know. Going to talk him down like he's a, a jumper uh, uh, on some high rise. One rides. kid who's gotten a big head hey, from working okay, the man. suicide prevention hotline right. on the weekends. He's like a Boy Scout, and he's like, No, I know what I'm doing here, guys. I Bad got this. hero. And he's like, It's okay. No one's going to hurt you. Like, thinking this is a mental patient yeah or are they seeing jesse like that's what you never know what the other like it's clear that um not only is freddie taking over jesse's body but he's making you know the gym teacher see him as freddie or is he is he's making his friends see him as freddie coming out of his body in that yeah my favorite scene of the movie
0: oh yeah for like you said for a uh, director that Frequently is said that he had no idea what he was doing with special effects. There are some awesome special. There's some bad special effects, like the dogs wearing the baby masks. Oh. That's
1: dumb. So, there's just so <laughs> many random, so many random things in this movie.
0: But uh, but the the chest ripping scene is crazy. The, the yeah. eyeball scene. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Then there's also Freddie running around like a tiki setup.
1: Totally. Like a dweeb show, like a kid brother crashing a party. And, and yeah, they're at the big, the rich girls party. Oof. The dad, remember, <laughs> sees what's going on. So even the dad sees Freddie. Yeah. And grabs the shotgun and chases him out of there. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> like a like varmint. Just a guy. He just comes up like such a,
0: there's so many of the kids are bigger than Freddie and they're running by him. And he's just like, <laughs> and so, it's, that, it's, it's suddenly, like it's like the swamp. Cre- I, but, a uh, Movie I love is when the uh, the swamp uh, creature from the Black Lagoon sure is at the amusement park. Like he's a water park attraction, and he gets out. And it's just the awesome guy in the suit, just like scaring kids at a water park. Totally, what around. that is. It's Freddie running around
1: with, like snacks. <laughs> yeah. and, and like outdoor patio lighting. Yeah. It's dumb. He's a dog that finally caught a car, doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah,
0: he's just like kind of like holding up his arms like a guy
1: <laughs> in a gorilla suit, just like,
0: Ooh, I need to think of, this through. And some of the kids are screaming, but others are more just like,
1: what, who's this what's this guy? <laughs> what the fuck is going on, Yeah, man. and so
0: I can't believe, that's really the only thing I dislike about this movie, but I think it's so bad. <laughs> it's so distracting it's just very strange yeah like england had to feel like an idiot doing that (laughs) i
1: can't imagine anybody was like this pool scene is working well how do you think the actor who had to be like trying to talk him down guy thinks (laughs) he probably felt like such an idiot on set Uh, Like take two he's like it's okay freddy krueger yeah yeah, we're gonna be okay guy have
0: we had any other guys in any other freddy movies that are just trying to talk some reason. It's very strange.
1: Freddy. It's so weird. Very strange, like, empathy route to take.
0: Yeah, there's so many things that... When at,
1: when previously we see the kids trying to climb the fence and stomping their friend to death under them. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. in One a panic. One kid got trampled. Yeah. That's kind of... I kind of... That's... <laughs> That's. I didn't want to sound like a
0: total ghoul to be like, I like the kid getting trampled in the <laughs> I sea. do that, like that. That part. was a good part. That was good. He find he does get one guy pretty good right in the yeah, ribs. Yeah, he gets. Yeah, he knifes him when when the kids are running by screaming, and even then, that makes him also look like a, a five foot six guy. Just kind of. He's he's a slim dude. He's my size. Yeah, basically, he's a slim dude. Uh, and then you do also get the dad shotgun in a. A bowl of snacks, fifteen feet away from Freddy, <laughs> just opening
1: fire in a way closer crowded to area kids. with a bunch of kids. Yeah, yeah. then shooting Freddy with that one <laughs> shot more dangerous. blast he yeah. had. Oof, <laughs> it's kind of weird that the the body count in this movie is strange because we start with an adult getting killed in our S and M high school oh. gym teacher in one of the okay in in, in the obvious like homosexual the, part of the, the movie thing. right
0: it's so i still don't really like all of the people talking about the subtext of the movie when there's so much that's clearly just not subtext mm-hmm. and it still sounds like people are just taking credit for you know whether the se- homosexuality was brave or whether it was exploitative it's like they're all walking the fence on whether to be the pioneer about it or the ones like, no, that wasn't my idea. Right, that was all on the page, and I acted it as they said it. But anybody trying to say it was subtext when suddenly the movie becomes cruising. Exactly like for for fi- like what are who's fooling who? Who is not filming some of these scenes and thinking like we just didn't know what we were doing, <laughs> and so it just came out. Like, no, that's so dumb. Somebody's like, not telling the truth.
1: Well, and it's just like horror movies have always been intertwined with sexuality. Yeah. I mean, all ways. Fright Night uh, Have you, have you seen the original oh Dracula? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's <laughs> yeah. all, it goes back to Lugosi. <laughs> totally. Uh, it's always been about sexuality. It's always been about representation and the horrors of modern society's confines on identity and representation. Yeah. So it's almost one of those where you're going like, yeah, I've seen a lot of gay movies from the 80s.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. For For the movie that has become this, you know, shown in gay clubs and talked about, right. in, like you said, universities, this just seemed in a lot of ways like a lot of these kind of 80s horror movies. <laughs> Like I said, if you've seen Fright
1: Night, Fright Night has definitely more overtly gay. Fright Night, we talked about girls' night out, which I cannot get out of my head <laughs> because it is just like why is no one talking about how gay that movie is? I know, this is this just feels very typical of
0: a movie from 1985. That's the same year Fright Night came
1: out. Yeah, I wonder if it's just that that profile level of Freddy Krueger. Like it's just like this is the king kind of, you know, doing this. Yeah. Taking on these issues. It has to
0: be. I mean, it's the biggest, most uh, popular movie to do that, for sure. And that's another thing that kind of gets falsely written about is this movie made big money. Oh, definitely. You know, Halloween 3 is a movie that's appreciated much more now than when it came out. And that movie made profit back. This movie made, you know, $30 million off of $3 million. Mm -hmm. This movie saved New Line Cinema. This was one of those, like, if this is a huge bomb, we are potentially selling all of our assets. Oh, is that right? Uh-huh. Even and after the first one was such a hit? I mean, I don't know how they were managing stuff before that. That's just the story going around, is this yeah, yeah. one making so much money off of its meager budget allowed them to finance so many more projects that then became, gotcha, good hits. So it's like, this was really their, like, make it or break it, and they made it, and well this, this movie was also really gets no credit yeah for for being that important to a studio it was a weird movie to get dumped
1: on for so long when it was really important in the grand scheme of things yeah it and, also came out like less than a year after the first one like it was such a it was quick turnaround quick turnaround yeah for them to actually make something i think it's an interesting movie and like i said i i appreciate that um they treat Freddy like a scary guy rather than uh, a pop culture schlock. Like they, he gets. It's really ones. shocking how little they cap, like cashed in for such a quick
0: turnaround sequel. How little they cashed in on the emerging mm-hmm. uh, popularity. Three goes all in. Three is the one with oh, everybody's yeah. favorite lines, like all the favorite Freddy effects, like the three, song. Yeah, three. They're like, <laughs> they just they went all for it. It was all full. Do the Bartman. Oh, for like, sure. <laughs> but two is incredibly restrained. And yeah, I don't know just how much that was them bringing in England late to the project or what, but it has to be. Mm-hmm. This was not going to be originally written as his. It's a really a transformation picture, which is impressive, just as much as the first one was Nancy's. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, And it's really good in a lot of ways it does that. The horror is really effective. And even the weirder stuff, like, The whole, I don't know, the whole relationship with the coach already seems really provocatively on purpose.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what they were thinking with the coach stuff, making him this like BDSM guy who then essentially finds his student out at a bar late at night and then abducts him to the gym. Well, a bar with a reputation. Well, sure. Not just a bar, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, a bar of ill repute that uh, <laughs> that the kids, that there are rumors that this coach frequents at the school. And then, yeah, it goes into this whole BDSM scene. So that's why I'm saying anybody, the writer, the director, the actors that spent years saying, look, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. None of this was like, BS. It's impossible. It's the same line that Billy Squire used after the Rock Me Tonight video. <laughs> it's like, we didn't know it would make me look like that. And you're like, how could you watch the dailies uh-huh. of that, Billy, and
1: not think, wait a minute, this doesn't come off like American Gigolo at all? I guess, but at the, it's so. Thinking about the 80s is such a weird thing because I was too young to remember most of it, but 1985 is like homophobia at its highest. Yeah. But also George Michael is a star, and right. no one knows. And, and apparently, yeah, Wham was huge, and, and nobody had any idea. You know, nobody, nobody's clued in on these obviously <laughs> gay men. But then, once the uh, the that uh, documentary talks about it too. Once this AIDS crisis hits, and hmm. then it becomes like a vilified thing, and, and people went back sure. into the closet, and uh, yeah. It's so it's terrible. Just like it, it's. It's. Uh, I think the idea of this movie being. Given that gay reputation at a time when that was not a good reputation to have, right, is what people keep holding on to. But, but
0: that, but that's the amazing thing is other movies like would just get pointed out that well, it made back its profit ten times over. Mm-hmm. Maybe that should tell us something, you know. But it it for so long carried a negative rep. But I love Mark Patton. I love uh I love uh Lisa Kim oh, Myers yeah. who looks like the. We have to talk about this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She is the exact 50-50 blend of Meryl Streep and Julianne Moore.
1: It's incredible. This woman was made in a laboratory. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, there's a scene where she, she gets out of a... She, she's she got big red hair, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of Julianne Moore going on there. But, yeah, there's a scene where she gets out of the pool with the hair wet and back, and backing. it's just Meryl Streep it's crazy. as, like, a 17-year-old. Yeah. Walking around. crazy. But then a lot of her
0: emotional reactions feel very Julianne Moore. Mm -hmm. She cries like (laughs) Julianne Moore, but her eyes, nose, and mouth are the exact same as Meryl Streep. It's eerie.
1: It's it's insane. And I got to say, as much as there's that gay subtext, it's not like she gave Mark Patton a lot to work with as far as sexuality (laughs) on camera. This is a this is such a platonic boyfriend girlfriend <laughs> relationship. I liked them. I, I really. Know I liked them together. They feel like friends, but then there's <laughs> like they try to start making out at one point at the party, and he's. Very awkwardly, like I know, kissing in between well, the breasts. All and right, stuff. so is and it, it just awkward? Like, this is not right.
0: Is it awkward because we know what Mark Patton was going no. through? Or <laughs> no, it's it's <laughs> that
1: I can't stop thinking of sixty-eight-year-old Meryl Streep on the floor <laughs> with like yeah, with a teenager. That's what it looks like. Sorry, I mean.
0: Chemis- sexual chemistry is hard in a movie. It's, it's hard. I don't, it is hard. I don't think you can, like, screen test for that always before you make a movie. I think you got to kind of luck into it. You know, there's been people way more famous than these two actors that had no on-screen chemistry. Oh, yeah. Like, it is not something that is guaranteed even among the greats. And sometimes you just luck into it. You can't always predict it. And so... <laughs> You know, there's just a good chance... We've seen many slasher movies that have the worst sexual chemistry. It's either a really antagonistic, hateful relationship... Yes. ...where <laughs> it's just a guy who just annoys the hell out of a girl 24-7, except for when they have sex. And this, so uh, you know, there's going
1: to be problems. These are high schoolers. Romance is weird. Well, she really... I mean, as soon as Jesse starts going totally crazy and having delusions and... Uh, She really is, like, by his side for this new kid in town. She is, she's a stand-up woman. If there's anything that's, like, suspicious about the presentation of this movie, it's how much these high schoolers, like, stick to this new guy friend of theirs. (laughs) Like, his friend Grady is like, it's okay, man, you've had some bad dreams. Like, when when he's, like, in his room in the middle of the night, like, he's trying to help him. He's been in town, like, a week. And Lisa, He's not even unpacked yet. And Lisa's like, we're going to figure this out, and... And he comes to her at one point covered in blood, oh. admits to at least two murders. And she's like, what are you talking about? We, we got to figure this out. It's not you. It's, so, but- it's this supernatural entity. It's like, girl, your boyfriend is killing people. You show Get up out of there.
0: at my house
1: <laughs> on a Wednesday
0: at like 8, and your hands are just red with blood, and your shirt's open, and you're super wet, and your chest is all smeared with blood. I would at least
1: hear you out for like a minute. Sure, sure. Like sure. you'd have a lead. Okay, but what if you were having a party that I was at? Yeah. That and and then I left. Sure. And then twenty minutes, I came back covered in blood. And I've known you for like four and a half days. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like into me, also. Even yeah. Even though I like.
0: Even though we'd been hitting it off, like I like the new guy in town.
1: Ooh. But that's I'm a, really making you work for it. Yeah. Like I'm that's am really, really standoffish. Like, while you keep. Just pouring on the support. That's really
0: like us, yeah, bumping into each other at a party, kind of meeting each other like, oh, yeah, you're Gary's friend. Sure, sure, sure. I know you. And then like four days later, you being like, look, man, are you going to be my best fucking friend for life? Because we are in this together right now. It's like. I just need you to it's watch It's like you me. calling me up on a Monday after we like saw each other on Saturday. We're Are you all in or are you all out? Because I need to know right now. I need your word. And she just
1: is like, "Okay, no, we can do this." Yeah. All right. I am buying everything you say. It's very yeah, it so there's a lot of themes that come up when I when I watch this movie about addiction and mental illness that I yeah. think are also very prevalent. The scene where he asks his friend Grady to watch him Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to do that for a friend who was on acid once. Oh, Stay up all night watching him. I was like, been there. Wow. Been there. <laughs> well, he's just wandering around the room going, I don't exist. I'm not a thing. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. For several hours. Yeah. So I, I was like, and, and the dad is constantly thinking that Mark is Mark Patton is on drugs. Right. And oh, there's all dad, this. Oh,
0: dad. We get some great color from the parents. We get great good color. Ca- Clue Gulager
1: and Hope Lang. Oh gosh, love that, Hope that is Lange just this.
0: two straight half-court shots.
1: So there's very much like this, like intervention feeling that Lisa yeah. gives Jesse. Like we we're gonna get you out of this. We're we're gonna get you clean. Mm-hmm. You know, like you and she wants him to fight it. Like it's this addiction, he's battling an addiction, and yeah. he can't. And he's like, I can't do it. And it's just like, man, this is like a guy on heroin. Like he's totally. sweaty, he's skinny. <laughs> covered in blood (laughs) always has his shirt totally unbuttoned one scene to the next button the shirt fella just
0: show up just wet and haggard to to anywhere nobody has a mirror in this movie i think (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah it's a it's a good supporting cast as well as the good leads that Mm -hmm. that i really liked i liked their specific help for chemistry i liked the the weird chemistry with grady where
1: He's like a like ball the, like buster, but
0: he's like got his back.
1: Yeah, from go right. I like Grady; he's a good guy, yeah.
0: and uh, a lot
1: of good guys, like just like good <laughs> kids. You know, it's one of those where it's like there's no there's no mean kids. Like even Lisa's friend is like into Jesse and is yeah, like that's supportive. What I'm this this movie like, about everyone's like, is Jesse okay? It feels like like, like can you imagine? <laughs> How have you ever had friends that you supportive? Have you Jesus. ever gotten this much female attention in high school from, oh from my God. like the rich girl who's like, I just want to make sure you're okay. <laughs> like that's a fucking that's dream come true. I'm pretty
0: sure this is a real post hoc narrative that somebody's trying to take credit for. That they like they had oh, you know, like it it presented this tough picture in a in a time that was really bad for gays. Like, this guy's not Portrayed as a as a bullied, wussed out kid, like this guy is, has support, and I think that yeah. is really powerful in a lot of ways in this movie. People immediately take to him; they immediately like him, and they want to help him. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool way to do it. But I don't. And despite I think...
1: all that, he's having this inner demon that he cannot control, who is driving him deeper and deeper into this dark place. Yeah, you know. And then the ideas of mental illness that come in the final scene where he. We think everything's okay. He's got bandages on his wrists, like he oh, yeah. slid his wrists open. It's like why are why are his wrist bandaged like that? His whole body got burned when he's running run to the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's he like
0: just the the. It's very strange. Interesting thing. I yeah. noticed his his bandage, but I didn't because he's you notice it because he's using his arm to wave to everybody in the neighborhood. <laughs> he like on he his, just won a gold medal. Yeah, he, he's he like says goodbye to his mom when he's all he's like I'm all better now. Thanks, mom. And he's like just waving at people, like he's in a parade. Yeah, waving at people in the so bus, happy. like just pumping so happy. his fist, like we did it. I, the shot went in. Yeah. So you notice that bandaged up wrist.
1: And I mean, you 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 add all of that together with yeah the homosexual subtext in 1985, where people were in the closet. Yeah. Dealing with this stuff, you know, feeling alone, even if they had support. Um, Mark in the documentary, he grew up in the Midwest and like was like, I had to get out of here or someone's gonna kill me, kind of a wow, kind of a thing, you know. So no, um, this is uh, it's like so, and, and I think the idea that this movie can bring up this very real stuff, yeah, is a testament to like this is a pretty good movie because if this was just trash, <laughs> we wouldn't be talking about all of these deep like kind I mean, of they're... emotional things that are attached to it. That's why it's so weird what stuff
0: the the writer director those responsible do take credit for and which stuff people keep trying to pass the buck on because they're not the things that i keep thinking are because the the stuff the director keeps trying to not take credit for are ways that this subject matter really could have come off after school special Mm -hmm. and exploitative after school special just a bad combo You know, really cheesy emotional drama mixed with, you know, badly done horror and, you know, and uh, making fun of a whole, you know, group of people.
1: Sure. Could have
0: come off terribly. And it doesn't. It comes off really effectively supportive and strong and like a really fascinating case study in addiction, in battling a personal demon. It could have come off so much dumber than that. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it doesn't, is something that I feel more of the people involved should be taking credit for, but they seem to laugh off certain elements of that or not want to take credit for it. I don't know. Because I think it's much better in those ways than than even even those that sometimes admit to that it's much better than originally give it credit for are giving it credit for. Mm-hmm. There is stuff like the pool scene, however. But, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> take no, the like, good with the bad. And some know. of it is fleshing out a cast with uh good people like Klu Gulager and Hope Lang. Putting Hope Lang with her haircut, looking like Hope Lang. Man, she's great. She's so good. She's such a good mom. <laughs> all that stuff. And you talk about how how hot it is, you know, and that's what uh, kids mm. Jesse's it's getting hot about.
1: There. That's why he's got to take off all his clothes. So <laughs> often he is undressed a lot. <laughs> he's in the tidy whities But we get some great uh, color,
0: the kind of thing that that you appreciate a guy like Clue uh, Gulliger for when Jesse <laughs> comes home. And uh, his dad's telling him to clean his room. He's sitting in the j- most shallow recliner I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like lower than the couch. He's just sitting on the floor practically drinking like some weird like looks like prune juice totally. with his little bowl of snacks. But he's also fanning himself with a TV guy <laughs> the whole time. Just reminded me of some great like John Doe doing his like. I'm also gonna add these other two things to stuff that I'm
1: doing big time while I'm acting this dialogue. My favorite Clue moment is him (laughs) on the ladder, (laughs) giving him, and he's he's like got the uh, the dark socks almost up to the knee with the bad just short. The dad outfit is just on point. He's taking the bars off the upper windows, and he's like, "What that boy needs is a good." swift kick in the ass and then turns around to continue his work and kind of almost falls off the ladder (laughs) just like just a perfect little like pompous asshole
0: yeah
1: almost falling off the ladder moment it was great he's so good (laughs) he's really good and yeah and hope
0: lang is just so so sweet and such a such a nice mom Mm -hmm. you know even though uh, Clue is tough. You know, you never get the sense that this guy has got a bad home life.
1: Yeah. And it's like... These are good parents. Yeah. She wants to talk to Jesse about what's going on. Like, they yeah. want to help. They want to know what's going on. This movie could have been so much like him being ostracized from everyone and everything. Yes. You know? He was the center. People yeah. cared about him. It's, like, yeah. it was a good support. Gee,
0: the, I had a support. That's how Freddie like, gets his wow. revenge. If, yeah.
1: If he radicalizes this kid into... like. Freddie wants this kid to kill for him he should mm-hmm. have like gotten everyone to hate him right and uh, and it was like and then the whole the whole message of the movie where Lisa kisses Freddie on the lips at the end is that we know we can, we don't you know if we don't fear you you don't have any power so we're gonna love you and it, that's a bit <laughs> I think the <laughs> end Lisa the takes ending's a, leap. a bit much Lisa's sometimes some of the like man people maybe when
0: you're in a situation the the conclusion seems more uh more likely, Mm -hmm. because as an outsider looking in at Lisa's final decision, that's a risk. (laughs) That's a risk. You're, like, going to kiss a burning... To death, Freddy Krueger on the yeah. lips, and like, this doesn't fix the thing.
1: But then he essentially turns into like it from the end of part two, where he just kind of turns into a little sniveling baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just well, like there's a, this is a lot of Pennywise,
0: just like a lot ah, of Pennywise and Freddy.
1: Uh, I don't have any power anymore, yeah. Freddy feels more <laughs> like
0: Pennywise in this movie than he feels like Freddy, and I think that's to its benefit. But there's a reason why it didn't have a scene where it, like, runs around chasing a bunch of (laughs) high school kids, (laughs) like, all at once. It really knew how to, you know, you isolate, and then you attack. You move them away from back. Not just like, I'm going to run around
1: the soda table. Right.
0: Like, at these kids. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm going to knock over the table that has the radio. He does
1: kind of come out of the projection uh, in the garage a bit, a bit... uh... Yeah, but he takes up the whole garage.
0: He's, a, that's he's a total, like, boss battle. He's not just, like, running around the garage the
1: same size as all the kids. Just a little guy. <laughs>
0: just a little dude. Just
1: like, like,
0: no, no.
1: Just not calling people bitch. Like, yeah. come on. Jeez.
0: That's the kind of thing that I get why no, if it, somebody was just like, oh, did I shoot the pool scene? No, 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 no. I was sick that day. And England's just like, I don't even think I was in the the makeup that day. That was like, because everybody's just like, look, we didn't know the pool scene was going to come off that bad. It's like somebody had to. Avoid. Oh, man. Somebody did. And we're like, well, we either don't have the money to fix this or I don't want to be the one to tell somebody new. Uh, but I... he very much feels like Pennywise until that stupid, awful, bad scene. Really the only dud scene for me. In I, the love, whole movie. I love the pool scene. God, <laughs> no. It's it's ridiculous. It's the jumping the shark. Of, it's bad. Of it's so revenge. bad, and uh, it's it's really the only thing. Where I'm like, do I do I love this movie? Do I like this movie? Do I have problems with this movie? It's just like the little monkey banging at symbols in my head. It's Freddie just running around, a, like <laughs> slipping on wet cement around the pool, like he's doing his little yeah, like Leo
1: walk from Once Upon a Time yeah, in Hollywood, dude, exactly. Like he's wearing slides when he's like, whoa, 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 like oh my god. Or just the very scary, like, <laughs> setting the hot dogs on fire effect. There's a lot of, like, you All mentioned this... You mentioned the dogs with, like, baby faces. There's a lot of weird, like, not scary stuff in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, at one point, lightning strikes some dishes next to Jesse. Like, yeah. for no reason. Nothing no happens. Reason.
0: Or the guy that runs into the electric fence, but it's more like the, the fence is just kind of colored bright orange for a bit. And the guy goes like, ah, oh,
1: Jesus. Right. Like, just like, ah, come on, my hands. Even the S&M coach, it's like. T- tennis balls are shooting at him, and he's kind of annoyed. And he's yeah, like, but, "What do I do? Should I leave?" Yeah, I they could have made that. I keep, I kept <laughs> waiting because I've seen things like uh, n-
0: recently more stuff like Hereditary. You mm-hmm. know, where uh, that one scene where the kid's head's gonna get smacked oh. into his desk, and you know it's oh, gonna happen. Oh, yeah, 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 And I'm just sitting. You said oh. kid's head. I was thinking of a different scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is there another famous kid head scene in that movie? In Hereditary, um, mm. when the boy uh, is in his school desk and i'm just sitting there and it feels like it's gonna just like get it over with just smash his face or do whatever like you don't know what the thing is gonna make him do yeah and i'm just sitting there like oh god but in Freddy's revenge it does kind of that and doesn't pay it off like in that scene where the coach is getting pelted with every sports (laughs) ball known to man He's just in the you know back room of the gym, uh-huh. and the basketballs start flying, and tennis balls, all and the balls, all the badminton shuttlecocks, and you know, <laughs> and the coach. But the coach isn't just like I kept waiting for it to get violent, like a stoning. I kept mm. waiting for a basketball to just hit him in his nose, and or like you know bust his mouth. But instead, he's
1: more just like uh, gah, exactly. come on, ah. He seems more confused than anything. Yeah, yeah he's just like I uh this. This is weird. Yeah, he's just kind of on his
0: stomach like, ah, come on, just kind of weathering the storm and balls are just kind of thudding off his leg. And (laughs) I kept waiting just like, oh, God, a a baseball is going to just 60 miles per hour to the face. And it's like, nope, he came out of it all right. And so they kept doing stuff like that. And so it was kind of surprising when it did start to pay off certain Mm -hmm. horror scenes, like then immediately whipping the coach's buttocks. The (laughs) phantom
1: towels whipping the coach is pretty... Pretty ingenious. Yeah. Yeah. And you did get the obligatory claw down the back scene. They they always gotta show you the claws gasher sure. at one point. Looks good. Good stuff. Always plays well. Good stuff. Yeah, there's 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 definitely a moment where Freddie at one point just kind of knocks some dishes over in the girl's house. <laughs> so there's definitely stuff like that where you're like, okay. And then at a, the end he's kind just, of a ghost. And then at the end he just kind of like melts and is like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, yeah, I thought in between there, man, especially the scene of him bursting out of jesse's body that's an all-timer of the whole series in my opinion yeah great practical effects i love the great uh, mix of miniatures and jesse's a real guy but then the next scene you could see jesse's a model with robert england as a model but then the next scene he's the real guy coming out of the latex jesse good stuff good stuff Right, yeah. <laughs> you oh guys yeah. Photo head goes back, and uh, but yeah, it was like it was very much like yeah, Freddy
0: and Alien kind of just. I love out, how it yeah. starts. I'm a big Mark for for nail scenes, growing oh, yeah. nails out of out of your out of your finger ends. You know, I, I like that, that was good. And so you get that, you get the cool uh, wrist ripping open to see the yeah, the felt very underneath Wolverine. It. Uh-huh. Yeah, There's definitely a really cool effects. So already I was into it before it gets to the whole chest birth scene of a. Of free- <laughs> I think my favorite part about it, because you're watching him come out, and it's just like, oh, it's his head. They're like,
1: no, he's bringing his shoulders. It's like <laughs> he's doing it
0: all. I love Freddy just standing up, like oh, he's and just yeah. sloughing off the the bot. Like that's a great it's shot. It's like a bug him coming out of it, out its out like of it. skin. Yeah, yeah. very cool. The fact
1: cool. that they don't just do. There's a lot of. Freddy's I I beat. wish they'd have had him picking up a hat though. Like he's like bald in in that moment, and I'm just he's like bald a lot. This movie, yeah. It's like, Does he oh. even have his hat? The hat's in it. The hat is like it seems... hats all... I know the he's wearing his hat too too small. to the pool. <laughs> the hat seems too small in most of the movie. Like it seems like a little pork pie hat instead of a fedora. I don't know what it is. <laughs>
0: The dweeb in a fedora chasing girls. Or just a like party. yeah, most of the brim
1: got burned off, but I can still wear it. It's
0: good. <laughs> he's, he's not gonna go out and get a new hat. Well, you get a new hat? Yeah, we're <laughs> selling him hats. Yeah, it's uh, maybe the makeup. The new makeup was with the newer bone structure. Maybe it was a little bigger. Maybe they're like, we don't have another hat. <laughs> you have to just plop it on the top of this one. You know, there. There's always some guy that's like, we lost the original glove. We need a. Yeah. We need to redo the glove. That's usually the reason these things get redone. It's like nobody knows what happens to the effects from the other one.
1: I'll forgive it for this one. Yeah. But yeah, that scene and, and the yeah, Grady's just screaming at the door, locked in there. Great like Mark Patton definitely screams, but Grady gives him a little run for the money in his screaming scene. Dude, he, he does pretty good himself.
0: That scene though but boy when you talk about Mark Patton screaming. Oh. That is such a Ned Flanders. Scream. It's very strange. That scream is who John Travolta needed to be testing out in the beginning of
1: Blowout. Mm. That would have oh, been. Oh yeah.
0: It's like you got the goods. Kid. That is the
1: scream, baby. That's
0: the scream.
1: Absolutely. Good scream. Oh man. Oh
0: man. But maybe not the scream that you want representing yawn film.
1: That should be though like that should be like the horror slasher genre Wilhelm scream that you have to put in every Star Wars kind of a thing. Oh yeah, that should be that. S- his scream that should be scream. one of those where you're like, ah, they put the Patton scream in here.
0: It's so it even starts really confusing because the first time you hear it is when he wakes up soaking Gatorade yeah. bottle wet, <laughs> and uh, the family's downstairs casually eating breakfast, and then it's like kind of a mm, screaming to wake himself up again. Yeah, like, it's like you hear this just like. Like the, clearly not something
1: new <laughs> that they've ever experienced. Uh, my boy always, I mean, I don't so know. So he had did, problems before you came to Elm Street. I
0: was a sleepwalker and a sleep talker up until mm. my early 20s. So I did, I did weird stuff that my family, one of my regular things was like going in and, and winding up in my parents' bedroom shower at like four in the morning. Wow. Not with the water on. I would just be standing in the shower. My mom would have to just come in and go, Go back to bed. And mm. that would, like, trigger me. So crazy. parents can get uh, used. But presumably he wouldn't have been having these Freddy nightmares That's until I mean. they moved into this house. So they're very used to it for, like, weird, what's changed in his environment exactly. in the last three days. So there's a lot of those kind of, uh, well, we'll just move past this. Yeah. <laughs> <There's>, uh, <laughs>
1: You know, that's like they did with mental illness and stuff much back in the day. Just Yeah, he'll be all right. He'll
0: be okay. Yeah. You know, I screamed myself awake when I was his age. (laughs) You know, we we've been there. But yeah, there it's such a fun and at times and then really wrenching performance from Mark Patton. Mm -hmm. I think it's really good. And I think it really brings a lot of deep layers to this Jesse character that didn't have to be there but I'm really glad they are. It's a cool movie. I think uh, it's one I was back and forth on the fence on for so long. And I think I'm, I think I'm fully in the way for it. Good. At this point, there's, I'm a fan. There's too much to love beyond the worst scene in Elm street. Franchise history. Exactly. There's, and it's too important now. And I'm, I am glad it's getting talked about more uh, for all these other deeper cover reasons. And it deserves it. this movie's streaming everywhere. If you somehow have not seen Elm Street Two, if you've heard bad things or whatever, or you haven't delved too deep into the franchise, it's streaming everywhere. Mm-hmm. you should give it a shot. There's a yeah. lot of important horror history in one sequel here exactly
1: yeah, good well, well said, yeah, a lot of history, a lot of issues that a lot of horror movies bring up yeah it's. It's one to check off the checklist for sure. Yeah, get there now. If nothing else. But I really enjoy it. I think it's pretty scary, and uh, I'll probably watch it a lot more than I watch some of the later ones of this series. Sure. For sure. Oh, I mean, it's
0: definitely in the top half of the series. I don't think anybody can deny that. Nobody's putting (laughs) Freddy's dead or Freddy versus Jason. (laughs) on top of this and one, if you so. do
1: god bless you please continue to yeah, listen to I the podcast but you're wrong <laughs> thanks for watching horror movies i guess <laughs>
0: i think it came to this check this movie out uh if you haven't seen it in a long time watch it now reevaluate it with 2021 kind of eyes and a
1: lot of it really hits i think so yeah i'm charlie i'm eric thanks for listening guys good night, night.